The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I heard this story years ago from Rabbi Friend, and I want to share this with you. This is an unbelievable, out-of-this-world tale. Listen to this. Did you ever hear of the Taz? The Taz, one of the greatest post-scheme of the generation. He wrote the commentary of the Taz on Orachayim, on Yoridea and Shulchan Aruch. The great Taz. The Taz lived in the years of Tachvetat. Those were the years of the terrible pogroms. And because of that, the Taz had to run away from his town and go to a neighboring town that was safe. When he comes into the new town, he realizes that no one recognized him. Now he's one of the greatest rabbis of the generation. But because in the 1600s there were no newspapers, because in the 1600s there were no pictures, so nobody knew what the great rabbis looked like. So when he went over to this town, no one knew who the Taz was. He says to himself, this is great. Nobody knows me here. I could actually start serving God with absolute anonymity. Anonymous. No kavod. No recognition. Nobody looking. Nobody watching. Wow! My olam haba is going to be tenfold. The Taz was elated. He says, I'm not going to give up this opportunity for nothing. He ripped off his rabbinical garb. He ripped off his rabbinical clothing. He put on the simplest clothing of the simplest Jew with a little casquette. And he walked around the town like a simple, simple Jew. And he was loving it. Wow, this is going to be my olam haba. Serving God with no kavod, with no one watching, no recognition. I'm loving this. He sat and he learned Torah all day, day after day, day and night. Until he ran out of money. His wife tells the Taz, Reb David, we have no money. What are we going to do now? The Taz says, okay, don't worry. I'll find a job. This is the Gadol Hador, the Posek Hador. He's looking for jobs. Because he wants to stay anonymous. Because he wants to serve God with no honor. You hear this? So he runs around and he finds a job in the slaughterhouse. They give him the job of Menaker. He's the Menaker. He deveins the animals. Very difficult job. You really got to know your stuff to be able to do this right. But he's the Taz. <laughs> he, to him, I mean, he's a walking Shulchan Aruch. His commentary is all over Yoridea, all over Haimaka, he's all over Shulchan Aruch. So the Taz puts on his boots up to his knees, puts on the Shlachtoy's bib, and he starts deveining animals in the back of the slaughterhouse. And nobody knows that he's a Gadolador. One day, one of his students come walking into the slaughterhouse. Apparently, he also took a job in the slaughterhouse. He looks in the back of the slaughterhouse, and he can't believe his eyes. Rebbe? He runs to the back of the slaughterhouse, and he says, Rebbe, what in the world are you doing here in the back of the slaughterhouse? With boots up to your knees, in an apron, deveining animals. You're the Taz. You're the Gadolador. You're the Posekador. What are you doing here? And the Taz says, shush, shush, shush. Quiet, don't say another word. He jumps on. 
Gozrani ani alechem. You hear these words? He says, I'm gozer on you. You don't say another word. You don't tell anybody who I am. This is my olam haba. I could serve God anonymous. I could serve God but sin'ah. Don't you say a word. The Bahor says, oh, okay, Rebbe, okay, I won't say anything. And he goes back to doing his job. Now in this little town, there was no rabbi. And the people in the town weren't too learned at all. But there was a man who was here at Shamayim. He was like a chazan, he read well, he knew Hebrew well. He was here at Shamayim. So they walked up to this man and they said to this man, listen, we don't have a rabbi in the town. Could you be the rabbi? And they appointed him the rabbi. Now he wasn't learned, he didn't know much, but he was the best option for what they didn't have. So now this man, who's now the rabbi, they start sending him she'elot from the slaughterhouse. But he doesn't know the halachot. So what is he supposed to do? So they send him the first she'elah of an animal. They bring it in front of him. Is this animal kosher or taref? He looks at it and he says, taref. Because he doesn't know his halachot. And what is he going to do? If you don't know the halachot, and you're shamayim, you got to be machmir on everything. So he says, taref. They brought him another animal, taref. Another animal, taref. Taref, 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 taref. Everything's taref. They started calling him Reb Tarfon. They nicknamed him Reb Tarfon, because everything's taref. But he didn't know the halachot, the poor guy, he wasn't a worded man. But everything they brought Reb Tarfon, taref. So they stopped bringing him she'elot. Meanwhile, when they had questions in the slaughterhouse, they saw in the back there's this guy who looks very pious, and he's the menaker, and he seems to know what he's doing. So instead they started bringing the guy in the back of the slaughterhouse, the she'elot. Little did they know he was the taz. They bring him the first animal. They say, uh, menaker, what do you think about this animal? Hmm, kasher. Kasher? They bring him another animal. What do you think about this animal? Mutar. Mutar? We haven't heard that word in weeks. They brought him another animal. Kasher. Kasher. Mutar. Kasher. Wow! We hit the jackpot. We're going to stick with this guy in the back of the slaughterhouse. We're not taking it to the rabbi. Reptarifon. And that's what they did. Suddenly, the rabbi, Reptarifon, starts to realize that they're not bringing him Sheilot anymore. So he sends his gabai to the slaughterhouse to find out why aren't they sending him she'elot. He comes into the slaughterhouse and they tell him, we're not sending the rabbi she'elot anymore because we have this guy in the back of the slaughterhouse, the menaker, and he knows how to find everything kasher. By the rabbi, everything's taref. So we're sticking with him. The gabai gets angry. What? Does he know that there's a rabbi in town? He's paskining Shailot. There's a rabbi in town. He got so angry, he runs back to the rabbi. He says, Rabbi, I know what happened. There's this guy in the back of the slaughterhouse. He's the menaker. He's giving all kasher renderings to all the Shailot. They stop coming to you. The rabbi gets angry. What? He doesn't know there's a rabbi in town? Bring him to me. They bring the taz in front of Reb Tarfon. Reb Tarfon puts together a bedin 
and he throws the taz in cherem. He puts them in the dui. Now in those years, cherem is not like today, a little paper on a flagpole. No, those days, cherem, they would put the guy outside the shul door on the floor, and every time people would walk by, they would spit on him. So the taz is laying on the floor in front of the shul door. And every time people come into the shul, they spit. And every time people walk out of the shul, they spit. He was put in cherem. And this went on for a week. One day a five-year-old girl comes walking into the shul holding a chicken. She walks up to the rabbi, Reb Tarfon, and she says, Rabbi, I want to know if this chicken is kosher. Reb Tarfon looks at the chicken and says, Taref! She starts crying. She turns around with the chicken and walks out. As she walking out, she walks right by the Taz at the floor at the front door. And the Taz says to her, wait, 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 little girl, why are you crying? She says, why am I crying? We put everything together to buy this one chicken. My mother's a widow. This is all we have to eat. And Reb Tarfan just told me that it's Taref. Now we lost everything. Everything. The Taz sitting at the floor on the front of the shul, sitting in Cherem says, let me see the chicken. He looks at the chicken, he hands it back to the girl, and he says, go back inside and tell the rabbi that he missed a Taz in Yerudea, Siman so-and-so, Sifkatan so-and-so. Now this is a five-year-old girl. She said, no, she didn't say that. But she would have said, <laughs> she would have said, what? He had a repeat with her till she memorized, five-year-old girl, that she's telling the rabbi that he missed a taz in Shulchan Aruch, Siman so-and-so, Sifkatan so-and-so. Till finally, after ten times, she gets it. She walks back into the shul. She walks up to Reb Tarfon, the rabbi, and she says, <clears throat> Rabbi, you missed a taz in your idea, sifkatan so-and-so, siman so-and-so. The rabbi almost fell off his chair. It's a five-year-old girl. He jumps up. He grabs a Yoridea off the shelf. He opens it up. He reads the taz, and he says, You're right. It's kasher. Who told you this? Who told you this? Tell me right now, young lady, who told me this? She says, the guy is sitting on the floor outside the shul by the door. The rabbi runs outside. He runs up to the Taz sitting on the floor in Cherem. And he starts yelling, tell me right now, who are you? You better tell me right now, who are you? You better tell me. The Taz looks up at the rabbi from the floor. And he says, my name is Reb David Siegel. I'm the Baal HaTaz of Shulchan Aruch. Reb Tarfon drops to his feet. And he starts banging the ground. And he says, I put the Taz in Cherem. Oy! He starts begging for Mechila. The Taz says, it's okay. I wanted it this way. He pulls him up from the floor. He brings the Taz into the shul. And he sits the Taz down in the rabbi's chair. 
And that day, the Taz became the rabbi of this town. The Taz's student, the one that recognized him in the slaughterhouse, the one that he made him swear never to tell anyone who he really is, he hears that his Rebbe, the Taz, just became the rabbi of town. He comes running and he says, One second, Rebbe, you told them? You made me swear not to tell anyone who you are. Why did you tell him? You told me that your Olam Haba is on the line. You told me that your Olam Haba is all about serving God anonymous. You didn't want anyone to know. How come you told them? Answers the Taz. Because my Olam Haba, I had to choose between my Olam Haba and the tears of a five-year-old girl and the chicken of a widow. My Olam Haba doesn't stand to the tears of a five-year-old girl and to the chicken of a widow. And therefore, I had to tell him, that is somebody that lives for other people. And it doesn't matter what it takes. He's ready to give up his olam haba. But I'm here for you. And I'm responsible for you. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me well. Any book you've ever read about anyone great in Kalal Yisrael, any art scroll, any book, any biography of any great rabbi, of any activist, of anyone that meant something to the Jewish people that you've ever read about, it was always the same common denominator. It was a person that never lived for themselves. They only lived for everybody else. And they gave from themselves day and night. And you know what happens when you give from yourself to people? In the areas that you give, you're untouchable. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.